Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to Wrestling Days Reviews. We are reviewing a mammoth Monday Night Raw. This show was absolutely huge. It was stacked, full of surprises, OMG moments, uh, talkable moments, like things that uh, we need to talk about Probably the one moment that was missing is the one that people wanted the most, and that was a Bray Wyatt moment. We did get something, though, so I applaud them for that. I appreciate the fact that we didn't get anything. Like we, It's not like we didn't get anything. We got a QR code. That was not the most in-depth, or certainly doesn't seem like it's the most in-depth. I think it was just to point us towards SmackDown. Uh, but obviously, we can talk about that when we get to it. But we're going to run through the show. We're going to talk about the show. We're going to talk about the high points, the low points. We'll get to the chat. We'll get to your thoughts. I'm going to try and do all that in an hour. Normally, that's quite achievable. This is going to be a struggle. As we said, this show was stacked. Uh, we start backstage with DX. And um, they do a little bit where uh, basically they're saying things they shouldn't say. There was lots of censoring lots of uh, words being bleeped out uh, we get road dog saying can i say penis can i say penis and triple h is like you can't you can't say that and then they're like well what about those four cocks and they point over and there's four rubber chickens that are lined up on the uh, desk and they're just being a bit cheeky obviously just having a little bit of fun uh, this kind of set the tone it was it was all right it was all right to be honest we didn't really get anything in the actual segment that was as funny as this. Like, uh, this was probably the funniest they got uh, because the segment they get at the end, they just did not get enough time. They needed more time. Uh, it's so weird. It feels like they were on the show maybe to just bump the rating a little bit, see what DX were going to do, see if someone was going to attack them and stuff like that. But nothing really happened with them. Like, we didn't even get them in any backstage segments, apart from one with The Miz. I thought we might get some real fun interactions, like they might play some pranks on the current roster and things like that. We, we didn't get any of that. If there, if there is to be a bit of a criticism of tonight's show, then I would say I would have enjoyed more fun DX moments. I mean, maybe Triple H is the one that usually comes up with those moments, and obviously he's got a lot on his plate right now. Sean has got a lot on his plate right now. So maybe it was just a case they just didn't have time. Perhaps they just didn't have time. Perhaps, like, there's so much other stuff they're doing. They just couldn't really get around to, like, writing anything fun for their own segments, which is a real shame. A real, real shame. So that one, a little bit of a, not a downer, but let's say a missed opportunity, yeah? Uh, not really a downer, just a missed opportunity. Uh, what we get is we get a bit of a new camera angle as well. I don't think, or oh, it's not really a camera angle, but it's a, a shot of the entranceway. We actually come through the entranceway, through the crowd. It's kind of like if you was there, this is what you would be seeing, you know, walking up towards the arena. You kind of go through the corridor into the arena. It's not a shot that we see that often, um, but uh, this was nice. This was cool. And I don't know if they're going to do this every week, but uh, yeah, we kind of went down the corridor into the arena uh, and they all opened out and it was nice. I liked it. I thought it was uh, worthy enough to include in the review. Of course, we've got a new commentary team tonight. We've got Corey Graves and Kevin Patrick. I never really get a chance to listen to the commentary that much because 
We're doing a live stream, a live watch along, and obviously the sound has to be turned down. I was desperately trying to listen to these two, and I thought they did fine. Corey Graves gets a, a bit of criticism. Um, I, I don't know why, to be honest. Um, people just don't seem to connect with him, but every time I've heard him, I've thought he's been good. Um, the way that I judge commentators might be a bit different to how other people judge commentators. I don't want them to necessarily get in the way. I think they're there to tell you and describe about the action in the ring, but they shouldn't really take the focus away from what's happening in the ring. I also think that they should, in the key moments, they should know when to sit out and allow the moments to breathe. Like, you don't need people talking all over big moments. Like, let the moment do the talking. So, you know, sitting out on those. But obviously, there's going to be times when they need to get infused so when they get infused and they're selling a big moment in a match, can you make out clearly what they're saying? Can you hear what they're saying? Are they adding to the moment like when they are infused? And so that's another thing to listen out for. So, you know, a few little things along those lines. There's lots of other things as well, of course. You know, are they just talking rubbish? Are they uh, going, starting sentences and just drifting off, not quite knowing where to go with them? Are they adding interesting information to the matches? Are they coloring the matches? You know, color commentary is meant to provide a bit of depth and uh, add to the story that's being told. Um, I mean, it's hard for me to gauge as to what they achieved out of all of that. Because as I said, have to have the sound turned down. But from the bits I heard, they seem to work well together. I, I don't know that this is going to be a classic pairing, like uh, obviously JR and Jerry... Um, Jerry the King Lawler or Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heen. And I don't know that we'll be talking about Corey Graves and Kevin Patrick in that same breath. But um, I thought from what the moments I heard, I thought they were doing all right. And um, obviously it's new. They're going to need time to settle. They're going to need time to find their feet. I would imagine Kevin Patrick was very nervous going into this. This was a big, big moment in his career. So I would imagine the nerves were there. But uh, yeah, as I said, I thought they did pretty well. But feel free to let me know uh, in the comments if you thought they were good or if you thought there was a few issues there. Uh, right, moving forward, we go to our first uh, segment. And man, this was captivating. This was absolutely brilliant. I love this. I love pretty much everything about this. Um, the only thing I would say is I wanted more of it. It was that good. So the bloodline come out. I made the observation that if you don't know who the bloodline are, you would know that they are a big deal. The entrance is so big, like they take their time. There's so many of them. The crowd are very vocal. They just feel huge. They feel big time and they are big time. And uh, basically, Roman comes in and he says that uh, he doesn't have uh, time for uh, hotheads and fools. And uh, it felt like he was going to turn on Sammy, but he actually turns around and says, Jay, are you a fool? And, um, you know, basically he's getting up to Jay and he's getting into Jay's face. There's clearly a breakdown between Roman and Jay. Like everyone's seemingly on the same page apart from Jay, who's been very vocal against Sammy. Well, Roman is like Sammy. Roman has accepted Sammy, but Jay hasn't and seemingly still won't so uh basically roman's trying to knock him into line 
And um, Sammy takes a risk, actually. Sammy takes a gamble. Uh, Sammy turns around and says, let me talk to him. You said that he was my responsibility the other week. So let me talk to him. I want to do that. Um, Paul Heyman was like, are you stupid? Interrupting the tribal chief. Um, but Roman was cool with it. So, man, we get... Oh, Sammy is so good. He is so good. So good. He gets the crowd immediately chanting his name. I mean, he doesn't even have to do anything. He's just so organically over that the crowd start chanting his name. Really behind him, like, you know, his little smile on his face as he's kind of looking at the crowd. And uh, he goes over, and this interaction is just gold because the, the the groundwork has been done. You know how Sammy feels. You know how Jay feels. The dynamics that are at play here, the storytelling that is at play here is so clever that you just, you feel it. I mean, like, seeing Sammy go up to Jay and be like, Oose, Oose, yeah, you know we love you. You, you know that we love you. And he's trying to tread carefully. He's trying to not upset Jay. He doesn't want to botch this moment in front of Roman, but he knows that Jay does not like him. And it's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. He said, uh, you know, we're all cool. Like Jimmy's cool when he gets the crowd to cheer Jimmy. And Solo's cool and the crowd are cheering Solo. And he's like, with well, your behavior, it's just not very oozy. It's not very oozy. <laughs> <laughs> so a new word goes into the uh, Oxford Dictionary. Uh, not very oozy. So uh, he's trying to bring him uh, in line. And as I said, this segment, this segment, uh, this bit where he's like just so awkward. You got Roman standing by the ropes. There's a few times where like Heyman and Roman are having a little giggle. And, uh, you know, you've got uh, Jay just trying to, I think, keep stop himself from punching Sammy in the face. But uh, yeah, we didn't really get too far on this because uh, Riddle would come down. So Matt Riddle would come down and Riddle would be like, guys, I don't know why you're talking about this. You need to be talking about me beating Seth in the fight pit. And he's like, listen, I think I deserve another title opportunity. I know that we agreed I can't get another one, but come on, bro. Come on, bro. So he tries to get another title opportunity out of Roman. Roman turns around and goes, nah. Nah, you know, a deal's a deal, bro. And uh, he says, like, you know, I think someone else should take you on instead. And so basically Sammy is the one that gets put forward for it. So Sammy is volunteered to take on uh, Riddle, and that match is made uh, for later in the show. So that's how we got out of the segment. And as I said, my only disappointment was that we couldn't get, we couldn't mine more out of it. We couldn't get more Sammy out of it. it was Absolutely brilliant. Uh, we go to our first match then. Our first match, Johnny Gagano taking on Austin Theory. Uh, Johnny slingshot spearing through the ropes. Um, and there's a Johnny wrestling chant. Uh, we get Theory applying the Gagano escape submission hold. Um, there, there's a few moments in this match. This match is good. Of course it's good. They get given a little bit of time. You give Johnny Gagano, Austin Theory some time. They're going to give you a good match, yeah? And this match was really good. The only problem was there was a few reversals here, and I don't know if other people felt the same way about this as I did. There was a few reversals where I honestly couldn't tell you who came worse off. 
Like there was a moment on the outside where it looks like a DDT. So I think it's Johnny that delivers a DDT to Theory. And it looks like Johnny is the one that's gained the momentum. And he's he's managed to reverse this into a DDT. But then what he does is he starts selling his back. And he starts selling that he's 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 actually hurt himself. And then like you have a bit of a doubt as to who actually got the better of that move. And I don't know, there was moments here that I just felt didn't feel very clean. Just didn't, I couldn't quite follow the match at times because there's moments where you think it's a reverse, but then the person that's reversed it is, is the one that's selling. And it's only a little point. It's only a little thing, but it it was just was a little barrier to for me getting really lost in the match and really enjoying the match. The flow of it just felt a bit disrupted at times. And these reversals just weren't quite right. And I couldn't quite follow the story. And yeah, I don't know. Like you expect amazing when you get these two in a ring together. And this fell short of that. This, as I said, I thought was very good. Certainly was not a problem. Didn't drag the score down for a raw match. It's still really good. But uh, you put these two in a pay-per-view. I would hope for better than this. I would hope for better. So Yes, um, that was our first match. And basically, uh, it is a uh, win for Johnny. Johnny uh, ends up, I think, with a DDT, um, gets the DDT, pins Theory, picks up the victory. Good pace to this. And uh, as I said, not bad, not bad at all. In the crowd, we got to see Yuri Latukifu. No idea if that's his name. His name is on screen. I just don't have the ability to read. But uh, Yuli is apparently Young Rock in the new season of Young Rock. And um, I, I, you can see it. I mean, I don't know if he, you know, maybe should have took the hat off. Maybe you could have seen it a bit better. But uh, as soon as he did like the eyebrow, you're like, oh, yeah, I can see that. So uh, I thought I would include this because uh, for all you Young Rock fans, that is coming back on November 4th. So I uh, thought I'd include a picture of him. We go on then to our next match, which is Rey Mysterio taking on, taking on Chad Gable. Obviously, they're, you know, going a bit back and forth. I did make the comment of, I don't really know why I should care. Like, clearly, the biggest thing Rey's involved in at the moment is Dominic and Judgment Day. What do I care about him taking on Chad Gable? So I was kind of watching it and like, oh, not really feeling this. Thankfully, Judgment Day come out quite early into proceedings, which is good. And um, I just had to take a picture of this because look at Rhea with a Beth armband. A Beth armband. That's so clever. Obviously, she concertoed Beth at Extreme Rules. She's coming out with a Beth armband on, which I really liked. You wear an armband when obviously, you know, you're paying respect to someone that's passed away. Um, and so she's coming out with an armband that says Beth on it. So I love that. I thought that was really clever. So they came down. And uh, obviously they were interfering and distracting, but Ray still picked up the victory. So Ray beat Chad Gable. That obviously wasn't the main focus of this segment. Main focus of this segment was Dominic standing up to his dad. And uh, he was like, come on, hit me, hit me. He kept shouting, hit me. You should have that as a shirt. Dominic needs a hit me shirt. Um, and he was like, hit me. Hit me. And of course, Dominic wouldn't. And he shouldn't either. Dominic should. I might even go as far as to say never 
He should never hit, uh, um, or Ray should never hit Dominic. Um, the only reason that he should is if Dominic is going to go after the family and he's going to go after his sister and his mom and then Ray will have no choice but to respond and do something about it. But in this environment, he absolutely shouldn't. Um, so then, of course, we get Dominic beaten up. Dominic slapped uh, Ray. Ray went for a 619 on Finn, I think it was. Dominic uh, manages to kind of shoulder tackle Ray down. Quite hard hit him. He even hits a 619 of his own. So uh, he 619s his own father. Uh, massive heat on Dominic for this. Dominic is just in his prime at the moment. I mean, he is just killing it in this role. Um, yeah, he's killing it. Uh, obviously, his in-ring is still work in progress. His in-ring, though, he can definitely do stuff. He's not someone that gets in the ring and just looks completely lost. Like, he's got some skills. It's just he's never going to be his dad. He's never going to be Ray. So like, we need to go a different direction with him. And that's what we're doing. So, yeah, a big fan of all of this. Loving all of this. I think it's really good. It's really positive. Leads to a promo. In the promo, straight after, we get Finn gloating about his victory over Edge. Um, we also get Dominic saying that uh, his dad deserves to feel as useless as he made him feel. So Dominic was uh, gloating away. Um, and then we also got, <laughs> Finn said we need to talk about Alan. So uh, obviously AJ. So AJ uh, came down and it seemed like AJ was going to join up. He's like, you're right. I need family. I need people by my side. And Finn is just over the moon. I mean, I've got an image on screen. If you are uh, watching this uh, on the Wrestling Days Clips uh, channel, I've got the image on screen of like Damian Priest celebrating as uh, it looks like Alan is about to join the Judgment Day. Uh, Finn is just over the moon at this moment. But um, sadly, Alan reveals that uh, it was not joining the Judgment Day that he was referring to. It was Gallows and Anderson. Gallows and Anderson return. If you aren't used to these guys, they were around during like the lockdown pandemic. They are a big tag team. They're probably best known for being in New Japan. They have done some stuff in AEW as well. Um, and now here they are in WWE. They get around. Uh, here they are in WWE um, by Alan's side. They've come to the rescue of Alan, which is brilliant. So it looks like we've got Gallows and Anderson back now. I'm a little bit torn on this because I'm not the biggest Gallows and Anderson uh, fan. I think they are great for New Japan. I thought their run in WWE was a bit flat. I think it was largely down to the booking. I don't know how much we can blame them. We can absolutely blame Vince, but uh, hopefully the booking will be better this time. Hopefully this is going to be something that's going to be credible and cool. I don't think they should be called the OC. Uh, that makes me think of a teen drama. They don't, they shouldn't be called The Club. It makes me think of 50 Cent or I think there was even like a rubbish PS2 game or something called The Club. I have no idea, but I think we could absolutely easily come up with a better name for these three than the either the OC or the club. So yeah, I, I hope we could rebrand them. 
I think that would be a good starting point. Maybe even put a fourth member with them. I don't know who, but a fourth member I think would be pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, see where we go. So I, I'm down for it. I'm here for it. We'll see where it leads. But I do still have those kind of bad memories from their last run. Uh, this is for this is cool. As soon as they came down, obviously there was a big brawl. There was a moment where Rhea tries to grab Dominic and quickly get him over the barricades. I mean, I don't know if you've seen Dominic, but he's not really built for speed. And um, like she's desperately trying to pull him over and he's like getting caught in the barricade. And it was quite the moment. She does actually succeed, though, and get him over. This is a really fun moment because they're heels. And if they look a little silly, at, like for a brief moment, now I mean, that's totally fine, isn't it? That's totally fine. Like the heels being out thwarted is uh, is a cool moment. So, yeah, I had to get a screenshot of this. It made me smile. Uh, then we went on backstage. Obviously, Byron Saxton in his new role, and his new role is upsetting women by the looks of it. So uh, we were backstage with Byron Saxton and a very sad, glum-looking Bailey. Then we had Io, who was talking in Japanese, which I think is the right way forward. Um, we had uh, Dakota, who was good here, actually. She said that I, uh, like, you know, people are underestimating how much I uh, will go to war for Bailey, what we will do for Bailey. You know, when Bailey reached out to me, I was at my lowest point. And it's true. I mean, she'd been released from WWE. And, you know, what did the future hold for Dakota Kai? But, uh, you know, Bailey reached out. Now she's uh, one half of the women's tag champs. And, um, you know, Bailey was kind of growing uh, uh, like a big smile the more that Dakota was talking. She was like growing in stature as well. She was like, you could see uh, that she was quite glum at the start. By the end, she had a big smile on her face. The confidence was back. Um, I feel like damage control needed more than just these words, though. Um, I feel like they they do get a bit of an attack, but they had the numbers like... It's not like they the attack they have later really does much for them because it was three on two. Uh, they need to look good against some good women. They need to look good, like, even when the numbers are not in their favor. Like, they need to look like a good faction. And we just, I don't know, we're just not doing that. I don't know why we're not doing that. I don't know why we're not building them up. So, yeah, I mean, this was all right. It was all right. I kind of like the venue. It's like a cool looking bar, actually. We should probably mention that as a little backstage thing. This was not them standing up backstage uh, in front of a fake ring. This was them all sat down in a bar, which it was better, actually. So the um, kind of surroundings for this were very good. I thought what Dakota said was very good. I enjoyed seeing a broken, sad Bailey regain her confidence, but... This, I mean, look, this was all right, but we needed more. And the more we got wasn't quite enough for me. So, yeah, damage control. We need to do work with them. We need to do some work. Uh, then we saw backstage and we had Roman saying he was going to hit the town. Uh, he was going to hit New York and he was taking Solo with him. Uh, the wise man went with him as well. Uh, and basically he said to Jay, I want you to stay and I want you to make sure that my honorary Oose picks up a victory. So uh, that's what we had. So Roman clearly telling Jay, make sure my honorary Oose 
picks up the win. Uh, and then they get in the car and they drive away. Paint in the town red. So uh, there we go. They the ones. Then we went to our match between Bailey and Candice LeRae. Uh, this was all right. Not, not loads to this. It wasn't the longest of matches. Candice actually rolls up and gets the pin on Bailey. So Bailey, who is uh, obviously coming off a very painful loss at Extreme Rules, loses here to Candice. I don't actually mind this. This might be controversial, considering I just said we need to build up like damage control. But um, I don't mind this. I don't mind this because I think Bailey is already at a bit of a low point. It would be worse if they were at like a, you know, momentum and they were riding high and then she loses to Candice. That would be worse. I feel like damage control are a bit damaged and we need to sort that. So whilst they're damaged, have a lose to Candice. I'm all right with that. Because I wouldn't have a losing as soon as they're riding high, you know. Once they get their stuff together, then I think, uh, you know, Bailey should be winning these matches. So right now, I'm okay with this. We've got to fix damage control, though. We've got to fix damage control. Uh, what we'd get afterwards is a beatdown. As I said, they come down, EO and Dakota. They beat down uh, Candice, who's just had a match. There's not really much to brag about there. They beat down Bianca, who, granted, did single-handedly beat them all at Extreme Rules. But, um, you know, again, I don't really see that as much of an achievement. They should be able, you know, damage control, the three of them should be able to deal with a Candice that's just had a match and uh, a Bianca on her own, right? So I feel like they needed a bit more here. Had they have also beaten down Asuka and Alexa, then I would have said good segment, good segment to deal with a fresh Bianca, a fresh Asuka, a fresh Alexa and a Candice who uh, has just had a match granted, but, you know, it's another body. If they had been able to have overcome those, then I would have been like, yeah, that's cool. That 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 makes them look strong again. But I don't know. I don't really know how strong they looked after this segment. So, yeah, I don't know. We've got, we've got to do more work with him. Uh, uh, there's not many missteps that Triple H has made, but I think he's making missteps with damage control, to be honest. Uh, right, then we get a QR code. Then we get a QR code. You can see it on... What is that? Is that a backpack? It looks like a seat. <laughs> it looks like a seat for some reason, just strapped to that dude's back. It doesn't look like a bag. Don't know what it is, but... It's on his back anyway, and the QR code was on there. We've obviously done a video on that, so we're not going to spend too long on this. Basically, it seems like Bray said hello. Howdy, to be exact. Um, and then in the actual message, it seems like he was telling us that he's going to be on SmackDown. And then later in the show, we would actually be told that he's going to be, I don't know, on SmackDown, but it says what next in store for Bray find out on SmackDown. So... Even if he's not actually there, it doesn't matter. It seems like we're going to be pushing this story forwards, potentially getting some answers. So Friday, Friday, huge, huge, absolutely huge. So uh, yeah, all eyes turn into Friday. If you do want a bit more detail about the QR code, as I said, if you go to the Wrestling Days channel, the video is up over there. I was a bit distracted at this point. I'm sure you understand why, because we were QR coding. 
so uh, I was a little bit distracted, but I still managed to get some screenshots. So Miz's birthday celebration uh, coming up uh, next. Backstage, we had Maurice and Miz. Maurice gave Miz a baseball bat so that he could uh, look after himself, um, which was nice. We then go to commercial break. When we come back, the ring has got a carpet on it. There's a cake. There's presents. There's an ice sculpture. There's a lot of things going on. And uh, basically, of course, Dexter Loomis is there. He was hiding, I believe, under one of the presents. Um, he, you know, Maurice goes into the cake. Uh, the um, the whole thing is disrupted. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, it was, it was what you would have expected it to have been, to be honest. So uh, that's what we got with the birthday celebration. Backstage, uh, we get Miz... Uh, bumping into DX. There was a couple of uh, giant inflatable balls that had Miz's face on. Those balls got popped, unfortunately. I miss this. I, I will need to go back and watch this segment again because I could not figure out what was happening here because it seems like Sean was saying, listen, I know Dexter. I've worked with him in NXT. Um, he's a good guy. Like You must have done something for him to be targeting you kind of a thing. Obviously, Miz didn't want to hear that. Um, Maurice was just a hot mess here. She looked great. She had like cake all in her hair. Her hair was a complete mess and makeup was all a mess. Um, it was, she was it was she was great because like she always looks fantastic and everything. So to see her so disheveled uh, obviously really made this moment. Miz didn't actually look that disheveled. It didn't look that bad. Maurice definitely got the worst of this. Um, but yeah, basically, um, Road Dog said. Next week, you should do a match. You against Dexter. If you win, Dexter has to leave for good. If he wins, I don't know. Haseeb in the watch along said that apparently if Dexter wins, he gets a contract. I thought that Road Dog said he gets your balls, right? That's what I thought he said. That's why I was like, I would not, I would not take that match. That it's not worth it. That is too much to gamble. Do not accept the terms there because that is not worth it, right? So I will have to watch it again. I, I don't think that's the stipulation before anyone asks. I think it is going to be Miz versus Dexter next week. If Dexter wins, I'm guessing he gets a contract. If Miz wins, then Dexter is gone for good. So that's where we are with all of that. Then we got a squash match. This was Amos beating some jobbers. Um, wasn't really bothered about this. Uh, to be honest, I didn't even pay this much attention. Uh, Amos picks up the win. Cold. Amos is so cold. There's just, I've got no emotional feelings towards him whatsoever. So someone else that, I don't know, I mean, these victories over jobbers just aren't doing it. Uh, wow. Then we get a massive moment. So uh, we see Seth backstage. He is seemingly getting ready to come down to the ring. Now, obviously, his social media was blacked out. A lot of people were saying, what do you think that means? A lot of people were saying that it could be that he is going to be in some way connected with Bray. I never thought he would be connected with Bray, and I still don't think he's going to be connected with Bray. He is a potential opponent in the future, but I just don't see him joining Bray. Seth joining up with Bray, I, how, how does that work? Like, I, I can't see that. So, I don't know. I, obviously, I was waiting and seeing. But we were going to get Bobby versus Seth. That match was announced in advance. It was for the United States Championship. Bobby made his way down. He was waiting for Seth. 
and then Brock Lesnar's music hit. Brock Lesnar's music hit. Brock Lesnar made his way down, said a few words. I think he said, hello, Brooklyn. Hello, Bobby. And then a couple of F5s, a couple of German suplexes, um, even like an arm crank. Uh, really was going to work on Bobby. Seemingly Brock versus Bobby is what we're going to be getting at Crown Jewel. That's what it feels like. And uh, Seth comes down, demands his match. And of course, Bobby's not interested and nor should he be. But Seth, in all fairness to him, did get really personal, got really personal. And he was like, you're a disgrace. You're not a soldier. You say you're a soldier. You're a disgrace. You're a disgrace to your country. I mean, he really went in. And of course, uh, you know, Bobby couldn't accept that. And nor should he have accepted that. Um, even though he was beaten down, got in, tried to give Seth a bit of a match. Couldn't do it. Couldn't find a way forward. A couple of curb stomps later, we've got a new United States champion. How about this for a show? QR codes, Gallows and Anderson, Brock Lesnar, a new United States champion. DX later in the show. This is why we said at the start, it's going to be hard to fit all of this within an hour's review. There was so much that went on uh, this week on Raw. So, yeah, we got uh, Seth, new United States champion. This makes it feel to me like he is moving away, moving away from Bray and anything like that. I don't think Bray is going to be interested in the United States championship. If Bray is going to be going over to SmackDown, I think our attention has to turn to SmackDown as to who Bray is going to be going after. And it feels like Bloodline. I mean, Carrion could be a victim, but Carrion is, feels too early. Why would he go after Carrion? Why would he go after Carrion? That feels way too early. Carrion has not established himself. Yes, he's beaten Drew, but that's his only meaningful win. So why would Bray care? So I, I don't know about that one. Drew? Well, Drew's losing all the time anyway, and Drew's a face. Why would Bray go after Drew? That doesn't make much sense. Braun makes sense. Braun makes sense because obviously they had a feud before. Braun is the one that lost Bray his title. And they were in a feud before like Bray. Well, they weren't. I mean, he was in that feud with Randy, wasn't he? Um, but obviously Randy's not around. So Randy would have been a potential victim if he was around. So, yeah, I mean, like Braun definitely is uh, a, a potential bloodline feel maybe like the most likely uh, outside of that it's really hard to find anyone we went down the smackdown roster no one jumps out i mean he is not going after this is breaking news i'm gonna tell you right now he is not going after shanky right that is not happening so bloodline carrion brawn drew it feels like it's got to be one of those. Everyone else, you just go, is he going after Hit Row? I don't think so. Is he going after Maximum Male Models? Don't think so. He's going after New Day? Don't think so. I mean, I don't think he goes after any faces. I think he is massive face. The crowd are massively behind him. I feel like he's got to go after heels. So I think you can, for me, I think you can take out any faces. Braun, I'm still not really sure where Braun is, to be honest. I feel like he might be a face, but 
because of their history, they could be on a collision course, but I don't know. My gut feeling right now is the bloodline. That's my gut feeling. Not Seth, anyway. Not Seth. Not after this moment. And he's not on SmackDown. So, yeah. So, big moment. Uh, as I said, I mean, if you remember Monday Night Rollins, uh, that might be what we're in store for because this means now he's the United States champion. He's got something to gloat about. He's got something to defend on uh, Raw every week. He's got a target on his back now. So, yeah, this could this could be good for Seth. <laughs> and then we got... Revel in what you are. Ah, ah, revel in what you are. So I wasn't expecting this. I was going to do a video on this, and I still might do a video on this. There's not loads to talk about here. Uh, I, th I did have it written down, actually, what he said. I used to think that the prison in my head was the only place I could truly be free. Don't know exactly what that is, but it does make me think of the Firefly Funhouse. Uh, and then uh, he just says, revel in what you are. Revel in what you are. It was tweeted out by Bray in the past. Going Ghost uh, sent that tweet over for us. Um, that was back in 2019, revel in what you are. And then uh, it was also featured on a sign uh, that was in the crowd on a recent Raw or SmackDown. Um, very obvious sign. So this is something we've heard before from Bray revel in what you are that i think you could do a deep dive into and see if that is you know is that in dante's inferno for example uh, or you know where does that line actually feature that might be worth uh, looking into i'm sure that it has been looked into before but um yeah that's definitely a conversation piece i think once we're done with this review i will get some stuff together and chuck a video out don't know what channel it'll go on i've said before Make sure you subscribe to both channels because even I don't know which channel I'm going to be using for certain things. I uh, chuck a few things up on the main channel. I chuck some stuff up over here. Reviews will be on the Wrestling Days Clips channel. I like the fact that we uh, have got this other space that we can use. And I like the fact that this has kind of got its own kind of breathing ground. It, it's got, it can breathe over here. It doesn't like have other videos getting in the way and whatever. So we will do these over here. So yeah, uh, it was that face again, uh, the the mask that he was wearing and the one that was on the Funhouse screen. I have actually downloaded the, the video, inverted the picture. That's what I was doing at the end of Raw. Inverted the picture. There's not uh, much that you can find to be honest, there's not much that you can find. There's not much that's in there that um, for us to talk about. I, I think anything that we do need to talk about, I'll just chuck in that separate video, to be honest. Uh, la, la, la. Right, that was that. Then we found out the news that Elias is going to be coming back next week. So that's interesting. Uh, we did hear that the Ezekiel thing is dead, done. Then there was the news about Bray, uh, who's going to be on SmackDown, or we're going to hear more about what's next for him. They're in New Orleans on Friday, so that's going to be a big deal. Then we got our main event. This was Riddle against Sammy. Good little match. Jay tried to interfere at one point, and Sammy told him not to. Then when it looked like Riddle was about to win, I think Jimmy tried to get involved, and Jay stopped him. 
Uh, and basically, Riddle gets the win. So Riddle beats Sammy. Riddle beats the honorary Oose. And um, that's big. That's really big. And uh, obviously, I don't think Roman's going to be happy. I don't know what Sammy's going to do now because he's responsible for Jay. And he told Jay not to interfere. Jay didn't. Jimmy tried to. Jay stopped him. Like, who's in the right? Who's in the wrong? Really, Sammy should have got the job done. Really, Sammy's in the wrong because Sammy has a one-on-one -on -one match with Riddle and loses. But, I mean, yeah, no help from uh, the Usos. And um, there's going to be a big fallout of this. So that's going to be very, very interesting. Then we got uh, the closing segment. Uh, not really the main event because it was only about five minutes. DX make their way out, come out in the tank, of course. It's not really a tank either. Um, it's like an armored Jeep or some kind. Um, and so they come out. Obviously, this is what they invaded WCW with. So nice little callback moments. Uh, we get Triple H, we get Sean, we get Road Dog, we get X-Pac. No mention of Billy Gunn, which is really disappointing. The only thing I would say is here you've got DX... Uh, having a nostalgia moment, having a moment where they're looking back at 25 years and all of that celebrating. Great. Over on AEW, Billy Gunn is as hot as he has ever been. The whole daddy ass stuff uh, is just on fire. His work with the acclaimed is incredible. One of the hottest acts in all of wrestling right now. So um, shame that he wasn't here. I don't know if that was WWE or if it was AEW not allowing it. I mean, Tony Khan just might not have allowed it. So shame that he wasn't here. If he if he wasn't here, I think it's a real shame he wasn't mentioned. He should have been mentioned. So that's disappointing as well. So yeah, it, they China got a shout out, which was really nice to hear China getting uh, recognition. It would have been great for Billy Gunn to have been recognized. But as I said, I don't feel too sorry for him. Because he's killing it right now in AEW. So uh, no no need to dry those tears. He'll, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. And then that was it. We just got this. They did their catchphrases. And I think Sean was like, if we come back in 25 years time from now, can you put us out of our misery? And uh, there was a, a laugh to that. Um, and that was it. I mean, the show ended. They were This whole DX thing was like five minutes. And as I said, just... Wasn't enough time, needed more time. So uh, I was a bit disappointed with that. that. If there is a bit of a downer on the show, you probably would have wanted some a bit more from Bray, but we got a QR code, so that was not a total uh, letdown. Of course, the QR code was not that deep uh, or seemingly not that deep, so that was a bit of a shame. But no, that was all right. I mean, it set Friday up. Who's missing Friday? No one. So that's going to be big. And then, as we said, you know, we got um, loads, Brock, new champion, Gallows and Anderson. Um, that was good. It didn't feel like anything maybe outside of a moss. Didn't feel like any of the segments dragged or let it show down. I think that DX could have been better. Uh, so this is not going to be a perfect show for me at all. But um, yeah, this was good. This was really good. This, I would say this would have been, um, this might be controversial, but I would say this would have been a passable night raw after WrestleMania. 
If this had been Raw after WrestleMania, I think it would have been passable. I don't think it would have blown people's minds because I think people would have wanted some NXT call-ups. People would have wanted a bit more of Bray. People would have wanted a bit more DX. Um, but the Brock surprise is great. The Gallows and Anderson surprise is great. The new champion is great. Uh, so this would have been a passable Raw after WrestleMania, but not one that I think would have killed it, knocked it out the park, you know? But um, yeah, yeah, it's good. It was really good. Really, really good. So uh, what we'll do is we will jump into the chat. There we go. And we'll see what people are saying. We're going to... Uh, do this. We'll jump into the scores and everything. Stick around for another 15 minutes at least. And then um, I'm going to go off and uh, have a look at do uh, the video. Uh, AR1 said Bray goes after Theory for the Money in the Bank briefcase and beats Roman for the belts. Richard said, I just woke up, checked YouTube, saw Gallows and Anderson. WWE is great so far under Triple H, said Richard Bolton. Bunker said Smackdown. Because Michael Cole is on. Dark Angel said Vince wouldn't let him be free to explore his creativity. He had to keep it in his head. Now Vince is gone. He is free. Mitchell said he was mentioned with the crowds. Uh, Jim said there was a bit of a shout out to Billy Gunn when Road Dog got the crowd to say Gunn's parts. Uh, Mr. DXZ said, I don't think they could legally mention Billy. They don't own the name. AR1 said, I think it would have been cool if Billy had been live on video for his part. Uh, Mitchell said, I scored it a nine. It was very good. DX showing up in the equivalent of uh, Power Wheels made me laugh. Sonny, hello. Shout out to you. John said, with Seth winning uh, the US title, he joins The Miz as a two-time Grand Slam champion. Uh uh, John Elite, shout out to you. That's good. Uh, AJ said, do you think the word howdy in the uh, code was a reference to Brock? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think that that was a reference to him saying hello to us, basically. I mean, he could have said hi. Hey, howdy. He could have said uh, stuff like that. So I don't think it's a reference to Brock, but uh, it's a fun thought. Uh, John said, best Raw in a very long time. Uh, Gearbat said, Sammy is the White Rabbit. Big Boy said, Corey said, Billy was playing with office equipment. Did he? I didn't hear him say that. Did he actually say that? Sonny said, uh, I wanted to mention that voodoo is a closed practice in paganism and witchcraft, meaning you have to be initiated or born into the craft in order to practice it. Okay. Ronnie said, I tweeted you the QR code from SmackDown. Uh, I got it, but I got, I, I got it. Uh, I appreciate it, though. I appreciate people sending me anything. It's hard for me to get through and respond to everything, but I appreciate it. Uh, Ronnie said, Raw was a 9.5. Can't wait for Bray. Philip said, do you want to see Bray on SmackDown or rather get some vignette? I'd rather get a vignette. I'd rather get a vignette because I want to get into where his head's at. And, you know, even just the background of that vignette is going to be fascinating. Because if it's a black background with a bit of smoke and it's a little bit cult leaderish, then that's very significant. Obviously, if it's in a fun house, that's very significant. 
So if it's a vignette, what's the background? Where's it being filmed? What's the message? What does he say? I would like that more than him attacking someone, to be honest. I feel like him attacking something, someone, you can read into why, but really that there's a lot of answers that you get already there. Like, who's his next victim? Well, that person, whoever he's just attacked, that's clearly his next match. That's his first feud back. That's who he's going after. I feel like you get a lot of answers. Uh, whereas if it's a vignette, then there's a lot more for us to theorize about and talk about. And, you know, I, I like those conversations as to where's his head at? What's he going after? What's he looking for? Is he is he on his own? Is there the fun house? Are the puppets coming alive? Like, I, I want to dig into that. I'm, I don't really care about who his first victim is going to be, because to be honest, I mean, that's going to happen at some point. That it doesn't need to happen straight away. So I would much prefer a vignette. Uh, Dysfunction said, do you see a moss getting released soon? There seems to be zero direction. I thought tonight to find a new feud like Braun. Uh, I hope he doesn't get released. I don't want to see anyone get released. I think you can always find a use for people. Um, I just think they haven't found the right way to use him yet. Uh, Matthew said, these scores, did you not watch Raw back in the day? If these are 8s, 9s, 9.5s, what the heck did you score the late 90s and the 2000s? Uh, John said 10s back in the day. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, I like the Matt Riddle match, said Legend Killer. Bunkers said, what fractions do you think will do the men's war games? Well, I mean, Judgment Day would feel like they're going to be in it. Bloodline would feel like they're going to be in it. If there is a Wyatt family, that would feel like they're going to be in it. AJ's group may be in it. So, you know, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of where I'm at. That's what I'm thinking. They seem to be the most obvious ones, but obviously the Bray one we still don't know yet. Jacob said, who do you want to see Bray fight the most? I want to see Bray. Who do I want to see him take on the most? Who do I want? That's a good question. Who do I want to see him take on the most? I feel like, I feel like Randy. Do you know what I would love? I would genuinely love this. I would love it if Bray said no games. Give me Randy Orton at WrestleMania. And we get Randy Bray wrestling match one-on-one -on -one at WrestleMania. When they faced at WrestleMania 33, which was a wrestling match, we had the projections in the ring, right? And he lost. And then, like, you know, there was the whole Fiend thing when he faced him at WrestleMania 37 with Alexa and the Jack in the Box, and he lost. One-on-one, -on -one, proper match. Bray can come down with his cool mask and his entrance thing and the lantern, get into the ring, get into the corner, like, you know, Randy in one corner, Bray in the other. Two guys, one-on-one, -on -one, Bray wins. Yeah? Bray wins. And really what you can do with that is say that everything that's been before was him being a prisoner of his own mind. He was, he, do you know what I mean? Like the fiend, you see the, the, the fiend 
seemed like it was in control of Bray. It seemed like it had consumed Bray. So I don't know how much control Bray had. So, like, really, you can't count that Fiend loss. Really, that was the Fiend that lost. It wasn't Bray, but it kind of was. But the Fiend seemed to be in control of Bray. Uh, certainly, Bray lost at WrestleMania 33. We were talking about his WrestleMania record. It's rubbish. He loses to Cena. He loses to Undertaker. He loses to Randy Orton. He loses to Randy Orton twice, actually. Um, he's involved in a little seven-second match. He's not in the match, actually. It's Rock versus Rowan. But Rock stands tall in that uh, segment. Like, Bray comes down and confronts Rock. I think it's WrestleMania 32. I mean, they just get jobbed out to the Rock, basically. So I would, I would, I, I would love, I, I would love for him to go one on one and show Randy that he is the better wrestler, that he is the the be better superstar, and to get a win against Randy. I would love that, and to do it with a cool new persona. I think the build could be really interesting. But I mean, do I want to see the Fiend? going up against Randy again. Like, I don't, to be honest. I don't, I don't want to see that. I've seen it and he lost. And I know he lost because of a distraction by Alexa, but I, I let's do something fresh. Let's do something different. He's come back with this new mask. He's, he's given us like some cryptic messages, some cryptic clues. You know, he's saying, I used to think that the prison in my head was the only place that I could truly be free. That's that suggests to me that he is out of his own head now. That's what that says to me. I used to think the prison in my head was the only place I could truly be free. Well, now he's going to be free out of his head. Now he's going to be free in the WWE, in the ring, backstage interacting you know now he's free now he's free so i'm really interested in seeing where that that progresses to and where that goes uh bray wyatt carrying cross sign me up said dysfunction philip said do you think nxt should be involved mm, no no because when they were, all the matches were triple threats and they weren't very good. So, no. I think one-on-one -on -one matches is the way forward. Unless you're going to do Team NXT versus Team Raw, and then you're going to... But then, like, it doesn't really work, does it? Because Team SmackDown are left out, and so who do they face? So... If you're going to involve NXT, then you're going to need to do triple threats. And it just didn't work for me. I didn't think it was very good. The build was good where they were like invading each other. All of that was good. But the actual show itself, I didn't think was very good. So, no, I think it's better if you do like factions versus factions and feuds and you don't do Raw Smackdown. If you want to do like, I don't know. Brom Breaker versus Roman Reigns or something. I'm down for that. If you want to take some NXT stars and put them in matches on Survivor Series and include them that way, I'm down for that. But I don't want triple threats. I don't want Bron versus Roman versus, you know, whoever. I don't want... Um, who are the mid-card champions? Mid-card champs, Gunther versus Seth 
versus who's got the North American belt? It's not Carmelo, is it? It's who's the North American champion in NXT? Who beat Carmelo? Is it not Cameron Grimes? Whoever it is. Like, I don't want to see it anyway. I don't want to see those three champions going up against each other. So even though I can't remember who one of them is. So uh, no, I'm going to say I wouldn't include them. Someone in the chat's going to tell me in a second who the North American champion is. No one's the North American champ. No one's the North American champ. Ah, oh, is that because of Solo? Solo. Right. There we go. Okay, I feel a bit better now. I feel a bit better. That's why I couldn't remember who it was. Because it isn't anyone. So there we go. Okay. Whew. But honestly, my whole career of YouTube then, for a moment, felt like it was a sham. So I'm pleased that we've got through that. Uh, right, let's go over to uh, your thoughts, your scores. Uh, wow, we've had some really good responses. Very good. So this is an eight. Ba -ba -ba -da. So the official score for this show is an eight. I think that's fair, actually. I think that's really fair. I think that's really fair. So uh, an eight, 12 responses gets an eight. Let's have a look, see what people liked. Uh, watching Bray's return again. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Bray back on SmackDown. Bray, DX, Gallows and Anderson returning. Days singing that he's got the whole world in his hands. Rollins versus Lashley and the Good Brothers. Mysterio beat down and Gallows and Anderson. DX, Brock, Sammy, Bray. I have Timmy's. Wonder who said that. Probably a tie between Seth winning the US title, Bloodline opening promo. Seth winning the title was very cool. Bloodline promo was very entertaining. Seth Rollins becoming a two-time Grand Slam champion. Bloodline would have been cool if Allen was Al N in the Judgment Day. I see what he did there. Gallows and Anderson, DX 25th uh, year anniversary reunited, says Hayden. Surprise QR codes and Bray video. Bray, Brock, OC, show was amazing, said Sam. Brock, Bloodline, Good Brothers returning, giving AJ something to do. Seeing Maurice have to smear cake on her face because she missed the cake. Oh, I missed that. And the whole world in his hands, piano tune. Gallows and Anderson, Brock returning. Uh, AJ, friends showing up. My favorite part was all of it. OC returns. Seeing Gagano is a win. Riddle and Zayn was a fun time. Brock coming back in F5 in Lashley was pretty solid. Uh, the John Blood tribute attire Rollins had on was amazing. I don't know what that means. Love the shout outs to the big Bloodski. Seth winning the US title was a good moment. Hopefully this can kickstart this plucky young upstart's career. Dexter Loomis eating Miz's delicious thick sweet cake was hot. Uh, Dom is getting better and better. I hope he pops Ray's eye out again. Very good. Uh, the whole Judgment Day return of the OC. Uh, let me in. Bray Wyatt. Rev Rebel. What you are. What you are. Uh, right. Things people didn't like. Bailey. Ray versus Chad Gable. A Moss squash match. I don't care about a Moss. DX. A Moss and Jobbers. Seth. Nothing. I like lots of it. I had at least a favorite thing. Uh, finding out, we've got to wait until SmackDown for Bray. Bobby losing his title the way it was was not quality sports entertainment. Dexter Loomis 
Uh, Mustafa Ali not attacking Seth and announced that going after him at Crown Jewel. Uh, Chad Gable, no Bray. Amos defeating two local wrestlers. Another Amos squash match, which didn't lead to anything. I thought maybe Braun would come out and spark a feud to get himself over. It's still directionless booking for the sake of him being on the show. Seth beating Lashley. DX ending sucked. Bobby Lashley, Seth says Hayden. Have to wait until Bray. The return of the OC, the team no one asked for. Why come back when they're not wanted? Ray versus Gable had more potential, but they didn't use it correctly. Theory should go back to the bingo halls and doesn't know the way. Get it? Got it. DX cursing like 12-year-olds. Grow up, mates. Having them show up for a five-minute segment at the end made no sense. Would rather Dexter x Ms. Cake munching. Anthony Douglas was there either. Where, where else will he sell his Brat Burger bra? Okay, part of that I don't understand, but uh, I would say a good majority of it I did. Uh, I thought the DX sign was rather lackluster. I feel like they should have confronted some other stable. No jokes about being the bosses now. They've become the things they hate. Uh, that poor cake deserved better. Aaliyah cryface emoji. Rey Mysterio, not a fan of Rey and Dominic stuff. Oh. Amos, they need to figure something out with him. His character is awful. Amos and Jobbers, what, how do you think they could use Amos? How could they use Amos? I would say in a tag team. I would say in a tag team. I think they kind of had the right idea of him with AJ. The only problem is AJ's too good to be saddled with Amos. So I kind of feel like put him in a tag team, have him, uh, you know, just hurling people into the corner and then go, you know, like if he grabs someone, hurled them into the corner and they go flipping over the top and spill to the outside, like have people do some crazy sell jobs for him and have him in a tag team so that you don't have to watch him wrestle all that much. And then when he comes in, he's destroying people and, have him screaming and like showing off as he's destroying them. And um, at, at least like if he's destroying like some people of note, then at least you might sit up a bit more. And certainly if they're selling crazy for him as well, think uh, HBK against Hogan, have him like flipping over the ropes and like doing some crazy bumps as he's like hurling him into the corner, picking him up, choke slamming him out of the ring. Like I feel like, him just beating up a couple of jobbers is whatever. But like if he was beating up some people that were of note in the tank division and he was doing some big spots with them, you know, like picking them up and slamming them to the outside to go through a table, stuff like that. Um, I think like you might get some cool moments out of him. Um, so, yeah, I feel like book him in a tag team when he does come in, have him like provide some big moments, have him be like a wrecking ball. I kind of like the idea of putting someone smaller with him. I like the idea of someone like being a bit mouthy and then like to back him up is a moss. Do you know what I mean? You could have uh, a smaller wrestler, smaller wrestler that's a little bit mouthy that uh, can get themselves into trouble with their mouth. Um, but you can't really touch them because a moss is there. So uh, someone that, that can wrestle as well. Like, I don't know, like, like a Chad Gable type. A Chad Gable type that's quite mouthy and, uh, you know, 
maybe he's not smarmy enough. Perhaps you need someone a bit smarmier that you just want to punch. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I just want to punch him, you know? Like an MJF would be perfect. Perfect. Imagine MJF running his mouth and, like, everyone's like, oh, I just want to get to him. And then, like, little smirk on his face as he points behind him and there's a moss. Like, that kind of situation. Like, I feel that would be pretty good. I'd be down for that. But um, we'll have to cry tears because uh, MJF is not in uh, WWE. And to be crystal clear, that's not what I would do with MJF long term. I'm just saying that short term that I could see that working for a Moss and uh, it just gets over how smarmy MJF would be. So we don't have MJF, but if we could find something, someone a bit similar, that's probably the way I would go. What about Miz? What about Miz? Miz would be all right in that role. Yeah, Miz might be all right. Miz and Amos in a tag team for a while. I'm not down on that at all, actually. Uh, and have Miz really gloating and being really smarmy and everything. And then, like, Amos is there. Yeah. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. Uh, put him with Theory, said Big Boy uh, M9. Yeah, that's not bad either, actually. That's not bad either. It depends, like, if Theory, I mean... The only problem is you could put him with Theory at the moment, I suppose. Theory doesn't really need to do anything because he's got the briefcase, any. he? So he's going to cash in and I think he'll succeed. So that's an interesting idea. Put him with Theory. And then Theory can be all like, yeah, this is my mate. Have you met my mate? A boss. Uh, that could be interesting. That could be interesting. Yeah, I'm not down on that at all. Uh, I'm not down on that. Uh, right. Anyway, I'm going to go. Uh, are you down for Mustafa versus Seth? 100%. Yeah, I think that'd be a quality match. Definitely down for that. Right. I said we'd do an hour. We've gone just over. A massive thank you to everyone that joined us tonight. If you joined us for the watch along, really appreciate it. If you was with us just before the watch along, I really appreciate it. If you joined us just for this review, really appreciate it. Uh, it's uh, fantastic to see so many people sharing their thoughts as to what they want to see and where they would take the current product. Uh, we are back tomorrow for NXT. And we'll do the exact same. We'll do the live stream. We'll do the review afterwards. Uh, we will be back for AEW on Wednesday as well. But of course, all eyes, all attention really turn into Friday now as uh, we're going to hopefully push the story forward in regards to what is next for Bray Wyatt. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Bye for now.